if it's your first time listening to She Is Becoming, welcome to the show. We are a podcast of multi-generational women dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our mind. To listen to our other episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and the Grace Church app. And follow us on Instagram at She Is Becoming Podcast so you can learn more about who we are and we want to engage with you on there. We love praying for you on there and just DMing with you and talking to you guys. It's super awesome. I am your co-host, Delaney, and I am here in the studio with my co-host, Bev. And Bev, how are you today? I'm doing great. I am really uh, excited to be here with you, and I love our topics. And um, let's get started. Yeah, we have a little bit of a different um, format today. So we just want to explain to you kind of what we're doing. We're doing this new segment called... Christians You Should Know. It's super fun, and we're going to spend some time diving into the lives of some influential Christians um, currently or in church history, and there is just so much that we can learn from these Christians who have lived just such godly, obedient lives. So today, I am going to be asking Bev some questions about Henrietta Mears. Am I saying her name right? You are. Okay. Her name is a little hard to say, so I just want to make sure. Henrietta Mears, and she is going, Bev is going to share um, her life story with us and just about one of her favorite women. It, it really is. I just, um, I've admired her. For my uh, many years, probably for 30 years, I read her her life story a while ago. Uh, Billy Graham called Henrietta one of the greatest Christians I have ever known. Wow. Wow. High praise. Yeah, from (laughs) Billy Graham. And then Bill Bright, the founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, um, that he later, you know, has later been renamed Crew, said this about Henrietta Mears. She was truly one of the great women of the 20th century, one of the greatest influences in our lives. And that was, he was speaking on behalf of his wife, Vonette, as well. And here's a quote from her biography, Dream Big, which I'd highly recommend to our listeners. Legion are the individuals who found Christ under Henrietta Mears' ministry, who entered into the highly charged atmosphere of dedication and service that she created at Hollywood's First Presbyterian Church and went on to serve in positions of Christian leadership all around the world. Henrietta was called to minister to youth at an early age, Delaney. She actually started teaching Sunday schools at age 11. Wow. Then she was responsible in her career as um, at the Presbyterian Church. She wrote material that got requests from all around the world. They wanted her materials. They were such wonderful materials. She started Gospel Light Publishing. Her real love, however, was teaching, and that's writing was just helped her to teach. She simply was often called teacher. Isn't that precious? It's beautiful. She was a disciple maker, a passionate woman for Christ, for the gospel. She was very bold, very loving. This woman really changed the world as Christ had changed her world. What was her secret? Well, it's really no secret at all. Let me just read a quote from the back of the dust cover on her book. Dr. Myers knew she had nothing by her own power. Where did her power come from? As Dr. Bill Bright said, she thought, prayed, planned, and loved supernaturally. She drew upon the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. She believed she could do anything. She established Gospel Light. Forest Home and Glint, which is a gospel literature international, and was largely instrumental in many organizations like Campus Crusade. She believed God for the supernatural, 
nothing was too big for God I, to do. I already love this woman. I know. I know. We'll have a lunch with her in heaven. She is so cool. Yeah. She wow. Is. She is. She was way ahead of her time as far as being um, kind of an out there gal with a real uh, supercharged message. And people had such high regard for her. Henrietta Mears has been known, <clears throat> excuse me, Henrietta Mears has been a role model for me, and I look forward to meeting her in the kingdom. And I have to mention her book, too. She wrote the book that's called What the Bible is All About. It's a very unusual uh, doctrinal book where she takes every book of the Bible and just gives you kind of a summary of large chunks of it. But it's, it's a big book, but often when I have to kind of sum up in my mind a particular book or particular area of type of scripture, I will go to that book, and it's just excellent. It yeah. is always one of those uh, fast friends on my library shelf. Well, it's like one of those really good resources that you just continue to grab to. Like, I, I know I have mine. Yes, I do. She, she, It's not out of date in the least, you know? That's, yeah. It's about the Bible. That is super cool. I lo- I loved the quote that you had about her, too. She is she sounds amazing. Uh, I just am so excited to hear what else that we can learn from her. So can you, Bev, please tell us about her early life and her background? Well, Henrietta had a really a wonderful godly heritage, starting with her grandfather, who was a godly minister, who also raised a godly daughter who became Henrietta's mom. Henrietta was born in Chicago and then later moved to Minneapolis. Woo-woo. Yep. She was the last of seven children. Um, even before she could read, she loved the book of Romans. I mean, the, her mother would be reading it to her, and her mother would try to dumb it down a little bit, and she'd mm-hmm. always correct her. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I love her. Yeah, and she also had voice lessons. She had a relative who was a singer, and they kind of thought um, Henrietta might have that talent as well. But she never did go into singing, but what she did learn was to project her voice, and she had some drama background as well. God wastes nothing. That was very helpful for her in her teaching. Absolutely. Her mother was an extremely godly woman, a role model for her daughter. She herself taught many hundreds of women and was a in was a spiritual powerhouse, you might say, at at the Baptist Church in downtown Minneapolis, actually, is where she did her teaching. That's super cool. Uh, her mom was very intellectual, soaked in the word of God. Um, it was said that in the practice of the presence of God, she had no superiors. Mm, wow. Beautiful. Yeah. So she came from a godly heritage there. Um, and her mother, like Martin Luther, spent two hours a day on her knees. Oh, my Henrietta goodness. Henrietta has, you know, vivid memories of her mother praying like that. Wow. Henrietta, at the age of 12, experienced a miracle healing they thought she would never recover from as a result of prayer set over her. And that was a a marker for her in her life as well, as far as growing her faith. While still in high school, she and her best friend, can't you just picture the two of them sitting, (laughs) listening to a sermon, Delaney? And uh, the pastor asked everyone to, whoever was feeling moved, to dedicate themselves to full-time Christian ministry. Both of them went forward, committing to do whatever God asked of them. So remember that now as we go on with her life. So when Henrietta was 20 years old, her beloved mother died. It was a real sad time in her life. The pastor turned to her on that day of the funeral and said, Henrietta, I hope the spiritual mantle of your mother will fall upon you. And you know what? Indeed it did. What a legacy. Yeah. Her mother left and her grandfather. That is so cool. Yeah. It, it was uh, an amazing uh, prophecy, really, about mm-hmm. her life. Yeah. 
Well, uh, Henrietta went to the University of Minnesota. But before she started, she had uh, an extreme vision problem. She had extreme myopia, and she also had an accident and put a pin in her eye. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, these things happen. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Darn, I just wow. got a pin in my eye. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but her, her vision was greatly impaired, and so they warned her, you shouldn't go to college, you shouldn't study, but she wouldn't hear of it. She started college, and she learned to have the discipline of being an auditory learner. She had come home from a class and have the whole class memorized what the professor had said. Wow. She also learned to, to read and to study by daylight um, so that it would be easier on her eyes. Oh. Even in college, she was involved in youth work at her church in Minneapolis. Uh, she held a weekly college Bible study on campus, which in which she was the sole teacher there, and she lived, really, an early life that was very dependent on God. She didn't seem to have those wild years like some of us have. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Yeah, Henrietta graduated with honors and had her first teaching job in Beardsley, Minnesota. Now, most Did, people don't know where yeah, Beardsley. Yeah, I've never heard. I had to look it up. It's, it's west, 195 miles. And you know how Minnesota has that little digit kind of out of it in yeah. the middle of the state. It's in that little digit, Beardsley. Oh, Beardsley, love Minnesota. it. Minnesota, 850 people. But this was her first teaching job, like so many people start in the smaller districts. She was a principal there, nothing <laughs> like starting at the top. <laughs> right at the principal. <laughs> a chemistry teacher and a drama director. Oh. She used both sides of her yeah, brain, this she woman. Did. <laughs> then it was on to North Branch, and we know North Branch is just north of the Twin Cities here, very close, uh, considered almost a suburb today. Again, she was principal, um, a chemistry teacher in a high school setting. Both places, she was also committed to youth ministry in her church. It was in North Bra Branch that she met her love of her life. Hmm. He was of a different faith, though, so after prayer and a real test of trust, she broke the relationship. Wow. Henrietta remained single her entire life. She trusted the Lord that he really knew what was best for her. Yeah, that, that's some obedience right there. It? it really is, but I, I, at reading her biography, she did not look back. Wow. Next, she went on to teach at Central High School in Minneapolis. Hmm. Again, a local gal. Yeah. She taught chemistry and math. Um, very bright, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm come like, on. is there a subject she didn't teach? <laughs> I know, and, and she was the head of the department for 10 years. So that was a significant part of her life. Her and her sister Margaret shared a home in South Minneapolis, and Margaret felt called to assist her sister's unique call in ministry to youth. So they were ministry partners, but Margaret took care of the home front so that uh, Henrietta would have more free time to do the ministry and to teach. Well, since the age of 11, Henrietta has been teaching the Bible. Can you yeah. believe that? Wow. She knew it so well. She had large portions memorized. At First Baptist downtown Minneapolis, she taught a class of 55 18-year-old uh, girls. But that quickly grew to be over 500 young women. Wow, what a call. What a call. The girls would invite others to come and see her hats. <laughs> Got to talk about those hats. <laughs> and But they would come and hear God's word and they would stay. Henrietta Mears had an eye for fashion and so did her sister Margaret, who bought all the clothes and all the hats for the two of them. That's so cool. She, she is famously known for her hats. She always dressed impeccably and just, you know, gave the Lord her very best. She wanted her Sunday best on when she was serving the Lord. That sounds like you, actually, Beth. Oh, that thanks, Delaney. Yeah. I, 
Minus the hats. Yeah, minus hats. <laughs> no hats over no here. Hats. <laughs> that's maybe, okay. Maybe a bun. Maybe one day. Yeah. Well, that's super cool. I love that she was local and um, that she had like other family members in ministry. Like I relate to that. That's super cool. I was thinking of you as I was thinking about Henrietta Delaney. I mean, she sounds awesome. Like yeah. I, I already really like her. Yeah. Um. So did she ever get into a full time ministry? Like as she had promised the Lord. Well, she sure did. Uh, when she was there teaching at Central High School in Minneapolis, an offer came to her to come to Hollywood, California, First Presbyterian Church as the director of education. She had gone there just as a guest speaker uh, several times, and then they gave her the call. This was a real crisis for her. You can imagine, she would she go into full-time ministry? Would she leave her public school teaching that she loved? You know, yeah. it's kind of that tension between full-time ministry or being in the world in a different way. Right. So uh, she was, she, it took a lot of uh, thought and prayer, and it was a two-year process, actually, and a lot of trips to California back until she felt God le- uh, really leading them that way. Now, she put out a fleece that's so Henrietta. She said, Lord, I'm going to ask $2,000 more, which was a lot of money then, $2,000 more for our house here in Minneapolis. And if it sells anyway, I'll know it's your call to California. I love that. It was all about money. Yeah, that's hilarious. So guess what? The first one that come in and came in and buy it said, I've got to have your house. I've got to have your house. And he just wrote a check for the full amount of the house. Wow. And, of course, she was very confirmed and off of to course. Hollywood. There we go. Off to Hollywood. Now, at this time, Delaney, Hollywood, and maybe even now, con- is really considered a very corrupt moral yeah. place. Yeah. And so for her to go there uh, from this you know, more conservative Midwest was quite a change. But her initial teaching was so well-received that the ministry exploded in the youth department of this Presbyterian church. It went from 400 total, so like nursery through college, to 4,200 in two and a half years. Oh, my goodness. I know. First thing she did when she got there, she made a list of things to accomplish for the first five years. She, She was very bright. She knew it took a method. She knew how to be intentional. Strategic, yeah. Very. She had big dreams because she knew her big God. Mm. Every lesson she taught and that she instructed the other teachers to teach was to honor Christ. It's beautiful. It is. She trained her teachers, which is crucial. You know, so many Sunday schools are often neglected in the training area, but she trained her teachers to teach, and the whole point was to honor Christ. She trained her teachers also to teach the Bible and be faithful to the Bible. Right. She worked alongside of her teachers, won their loyalty, and she had the ability to get others to serve and work where needed. You know, that is a talent. No, we all need to, yeah, yeah, we need yeah. that person and, in the and church. Like it. Get them to do it and like it. Yeah, there we go. Um, also, during this time, she was really building up the youth through college age ministry. She was the teacher in that college ministry, and she knew that if she built up the youth all the way through college, the entire family, its units themselves would be built up, as well as the church. She knew the importance of even the nursery for uh, attendance of families. And when you're a a mom, we both know that. How your child responds in the nursery, crucial to coming back. Oh, yeah. If there's no no program, I can't come. No, I know. You know what I mean? Like, it's crucial. It's crucial. She organized activities, uh, not only on Sunday, but throughout the week with clubs, interest groups, camps, choirs. Everything she did, though, began with the Bible. 
So very soon, uh, they had groups meeting in some very interesting places all over campus, temporary shelters, things like this. So the call was for three new educational buildings, and they were constructed. Wow. And she always made them beautiful. Again, that eye for beauty. I like that. Her biographer said, you could sum up Henrietta's leadership in two words, energy and excellence. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. Henrietta taught a college group at First Presbyterian. This is where some real fruit was born uh, for the kingdom. This group heard her teach the Bible, especially, of course, Romans, her beloved Romans, and the Apostle Paul's epistles. She also gave a class in a Bible survey, which means you're just kind of giving the big overview of the Bible. And we have the benefit of that class now in her book, uh, which is that survey, uh, Walking Through the Bible. What the Bible is all about is the name of that book, and like we said, it's excellent. She was a woman of prayer and led her students and fellow teachers in prayer on their knees. You know, we're so soft today. We don't get on our knees like we should. Um, And often very early in the morning, they Mm. were praying. Even her college class, can you imagine having this packed room full of college class? And you know what they did the first 20 minutes? What they do? Pray on their knees. That's so cool, though. But did they oversleep? I would have think it'd be emptied until those twenty minutes were passed. Yeah, I mean, but the, no, not here. Yeah, they wanted to pray, and they watched her pray, and they learned to pray. Well, God gave her that gift. It seems like this influence over people. Truly, like, so cool. Truly, on Sundays she would lecture, and then on Wednesday night it was discussion groups. She loved to play matchmaker in this college group. <laughs> can you imagine? And she witnessed many marriages. Henrietta loved people, and people often commented how she loved everyone. She knew people's names. She took a personal interest in them. She stopped. She listened. If someone new would come into the group, especially that college group that she was such a part of, she would right away put them in an area of responsibility, like be ushering or greeter or something, just so they had to come back the next week. There you go. Now you belong. Yes. Miss Mears was a teacher. She had a presence. You know what we'd call that today? It. She had it. The it factor. And that quality, it's really uh, that makes a person stand out to others. However, it was not in herself that others were drawn to her. It was the powerful presence of the spirit within her, and she knew it was all of him. So she never had that pride issues or something like that, at least, that I could find about. Um, Her and her sister Margaret used their home. They had a lovely home here in Hollywood as a hub for fellowship, prayer meeting, and entertaining for the kingdom. That's so cool. She just touched so many lives. And I love that it was all of these young people and children. That's Mm -hmm. so cool. So, Bev, could you sum up for us what you feel like were Henrietta's greatest contributions to the Christian world? Well, I'm going to mention four things, I think, for that. Um, First of all, God called Henrietta to do um, what he had her to do with something that was going to be worldwide and it's going to reach so many and affect the kingdom of God for his glory. Her God-given ability to develop leaders for the church is, I would have to say, her greatest legacy. Uh, She could see potential and would actively seek to develop people and give them a vision for the privilege and the fruit in serving God. She would quote this. I think this is from an old hymn. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what is done for Christ will last. Oh, man. She wanted them to aspire to the very highest attainment they could possibly have. Um, 
being possessed by the Spirit of God. She would say, allow God to tell you what you're to do. And when you get even a glimmer of a light in a certain direction, follow it. Right. And as you follow it, God will reveal the rest. For those thinking of being a pastor, she said, can you do nothing else? Then you're, then you're ready. I remember someone asked my son, Ted, who's a pastor, when he was trying to decide if he wanted to be a pastor or not, and if he was called, uh, a godly man, a little older than him, said, can you do anything else? Mm. And, and Teddy said, no. Ted, sorry, Teddy. Ted <laughs> said, no, he couldn't. Wow. Also, she would buy these young men that were going into the, the ministry preaching suits, Hi, look good, feel good. Yeah, Am yeah, I right? Yeah, and that was a must in those days, you yeah. know, really. Oh, that's cool. She equipped them and sent them all around the world. People like Billy Graham and Bill Bright and countless others. Man, there's just so much godly wisdom in that. I love hearing that. Um, that's, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because what she said to those pastors, like when they went, like, can you do nothing else? Like, I have felt that I, I, it wasn't like a question that someone asked me in the same words, but it's like when you are so drawn to ministry that you, it's like, I feel like all I could think about was like doing the Lord's call, like, and just doing ministry. So I get that. That's super cool. Isn't it? It's super beautiful. You know, Uh, that's how he gives us the desires of our hearts. He puts the desires in the heart. (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. So can you tell me the second far reaching part of Henrietta's ministry? Well, she called it camping. (laughs) Uh, She wanted to take her students away because she believed that in ministry to young people, more could be accomplished in a camping situation than in days of Sunday school. (laughs) That's awesome. Henrietta tried many different campsites, and none of them really met the needs well. Remember, this was no small group. Then one day, someone told her about a place called Forest Home a sprawling place with a large building and cottages on a hill above Hollywood. On the drive up, she learned the price was 350000 and so she didn't even get out of the car. She just took a quick glance. Later, the owner came to her in a desperate need and was willing to sell it for $30,000. She had a campsite. God provided for her over and over again so this ministry could continue. The site could hold up to 400 participants in a camping situation, but the first week-long college conference, 600 students showed up. Wow. Yeah, and here's how she ran these conferences, camping. (laughs) First of all, she would get the nationally known speakers, the best speakers she could get there. And she would also tell them, you won't know when you're going on or what you're going to talk about. We're going to pray and we're going to be led by the Spirit here. That's, as a speaker myself, that would be a a little unsettling, but yet how fascinating. Billy Graham was one that she asked to speak there. He was little known at this point. He hadn't even had those famous L.A. meetings yet. He was in a crisis at this point, and he conferred with Henrietta, and then he took a long walk on this beautiful property up into the woods to settle the matter of the solid validity of God's word, that every single word in the Bible was God's word. And he knelt there and he committed himself wholeheartedly to the truth of scripture. In fact, there's even a plaque there now that commemorates the place where Billy 
knelt and prayed. That is so special. What a legacy. But Henrietta was really a crucial part of all of this. Yeah. Another highlight was the evening sessions at camping. They made a big bonfire, and after a, the evening message, they would put sticks to throw them into the fire, representing their lives, being committed for Christ, burning for him, burn, yeah. being burnt up for him. Mm-hmm. And then they would sign a register, and Henrietta would sit behind this little desk outside there, and they would sign the book uh, in front of her. And she would just say, God bless, God bless. A beautiful uh, ritual, really, that they had committing their life to the Lord. Then they were challenged with Acts 9 6. Lord, what would you have me do? Man, that's a challenge for all of us. Lord, what would we have me do? And I also love that, like, when God calls you to something, like, he provides the means. Absolutely. <laughs> like, with that campsite, like, he was like, this is your next step, and I'm going to, and this is what how it's going to happen, and I'm going to, provide that for you. That's super cool. Can you tell us more about her publishing? Yeah, this was also a huge part of her effective ministry. Henrietta received requests after requests for her Sunday school materials that took the youngest child through high school and then into college on a journey through the Bible. If the children stayed, they would have gone through the Bible four times. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa, is Four right. Times. That just stopped me. Yeah. What? But that's how good her materials were, and that's how biblically focused she was. And can you imagine the fruit of that oh, coming absolutely. out of those children's lives? It, it does bear fruit. Um, she would mimeograph to try to keep up with all the requests. You know what a mimeograph machine is, I Delaney? I have no idea. No. <laughs> now, those in my generation, Delaney, we can still smell those sheets that were mimeographed in the uh, principal's office, one machine for the whole school, you know, and it's and it was kind of wet and it smelled like this unique ink. Anyway, she would try to keep up sending materials. It, it was just overwhelming her. She had to move it out of the church, put some supplies in her single car garage on her property. That wasn't working. And finally, she uh, joined hands with uh, uh, some very capable people who took her materials and started to publish and uh, send them everywhere. The Gospel Light Publishing Company became established, and very qualified people were sending it around the world. She was the first one to publish vacation Bible school material, as well as training materials for Sunday school teachers. So she had specifically had six basic goals for the Living Word curriculum. (laughs) Teach the Bible, God's inspired word, of course, Present Jesus Christ as personal Savior and Lord. Relate the Bible to students' lives. Train and inspire teachers and leaders. Strengthen the home and build the church. Build the body of Christ. Henrietta also started an international printing organization for the translation of Christian materials into native tongues of people. This was called Glint. It's a missionary program that would take all these wonderful Christian materials that we have, of course, in English, and translate them into their native tongue. Uh, This was the result of a trip after World War II and seeing the need in Europe. Everything was just so destroyed and the people's needs so great. She came home and said, you know, we often said the boys in the war were seen as expendable. How about us? Are we to be expendable for the cause of Christ? Mm. And so many responded to go as missionaries then to help rebuild the world after that terrible war. And fourth, the fourth thing that I really think was a, a very important part of her legacy was we're able to see her life as an example mm. to all of us. 
The Apostle Paul challenged others to follow his example. We would do well to follow her many examples, being a wholly committed person, to be a person of prayer, a person of the word, to care about others' need for the gospel, do all with excellent and that obvious enthusiasm she had and energies, amazing, and have a sense of adventure that she always had. And finally, dream big. That's the title of her biography for a very good reason. Man, that's so cool. I think that's one of like my favorite parts about learning about her is that there was no box that she put God in. And whatever he was going to call her to, she was just going to obey it, no matter how crazy it was moving across the country to Hollywood. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like the obedience of that is so cool. Um, so will you tell us, Bev, like, how has Henrietta's life impacted you? A lot. Yeah. I, like I said, I read this decades ago, and it really helped me to realize I need to stay focused on God's word. That was my call, God's word. Keep teaching God's word as long as the Lord allows. And develop and mentor women, especially potential leaders or leaders uh, for the kingdom. So Clearly, it, you can see how it clearly came out of that is my life goal, right? Oh, there. yeah. I, I was thinking of you this whole time. And, well, thank you for that. I'm I, That's way above me. But um, I, she really challenged me and gave my life a lot of clear direction and a confirmation of what God was calling me to. Wow. So let me just wrap up this very well-lived life. Uh, Henrietta never retired according to that personality. She tried. Yeah. She yeah. really tried, but the Lord would never call her to it. Sounds like you, Bev. And then, her, I know, I'm still a little the ever-ready bunny, you know. Her eyes got bad at the end, Delaney, but they lasted to the end of her life. She really died pretty young, 73, sounds young to me. She passed in her sleep. Um, so that was a, a, an act of mercy and grace on the Lord's part. She also, in her lifetime, received an honorary, honorary doctorate, She expressed her life goal as make Christ magnificent in the eyes of man. Mm. Her life challenge in her own words is this. If God can do it in Hollywood, you can do it in your city. Sister, (laughs) can I add sister? There we go. I love that. That's a challenge for all of us, though. You know, like, let's make Christ magnificent in the eyes of man. So I just want to pray. Father God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for the life of Henrietta and how it's impacted us and how it's impacted Bev. And thank you that you call us to the same kinds of things. And I pray that you will just help us, each each of the sisters listening in their own homes and communities, to make you known and to make you magnificent in the eyes of man. Lord, we love you so much. In your name we pray. All right. Amen. Amen. All right, sisters. Well, it was so great to be with you today. Join us in two Mondays on She is Becoming.